when I began sitting down to record this show. I hope that the thoughts I wanted to bring forward would be there, that they would well up, not just the thoughts, but the feeling. There's so much more to be conveyed than thoughts, than data. We're living in a in a tough time. Every other tough time before probably involved so much more support, so much more community, and people shared their senses of reality. They were constantly rubbing up against one another intellectually and sharing reality and, and not only that, but, but uh, sharpening their own sanity through others. That's a thought that I, I definitely get from Jordan Peterson. And I, uh, in the course of the last couple of episodes, I've realized just it's going to be pretty important to discuss Jordan Peterson. And I've also realized a direction for this show, uh, a, a point that we're going to move toward. And I'm glad of that, and I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to more of these moments when I recommit to myself and to you, you rare listeners, but to all the listeners who may come in this mission to share a perspective. You see, it's not only that I hope to point out solutions for people who need them, which I think is all of us. I have to, I have to point out several problems along the way, uh, and this is the hard part. I wouldn't be here if we all saw the problems and because there wouldn't be any need for me to point them out and if there weren't any need for me to point them out we'd, we'd already be doing such a better job at moving down this path toward a, a, a better future and a, and a better picture for humanity. My name is Carrie and you are listening to From the Hip. And that is the music of Max Richter on the Nature of Daylight. It's a very popular piece that's featured in more than a movie. And I don't know what it is about it that's so attractive. It's uh, somewhat melancholy, but it's also it's it's also um, quite dramatic, even though it's plain and, and somewhat monotonous. I like it. And hopefully none of this music that I play here and attribute ever gets me kicked off of, um, you know, Spotify or, or any of, of those things. So I, as I said, I, I've been thinking a lot about how Jordan Peterson is kind of a, a conduit. You know, he's a, he, at minimum, he could serve as a conversational piece. It always kind of shocks me when I get into a conversation and I say, you know, have you heard of Jordan Peterson? And they and say, say no. And I, wow, wow. You know, we, we live in this fragmented world where you can just not hear of really important things. Like I was just saying in a recent episode, I had gone 
someone out of my way made it just natural to not be up on the news. But here, you know, I'm talking about a a contemporary personality, and 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 I don't mean that lightly at all. In Jordan Peterson, who has been prominent in 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 different respects for going on five years since his open letter regarding Bill Six. Uh, C-16 in Canada. I'm not going to get into all of that, but that's kind of when he became a public figure uh, outside of Canada, his university. And he's become so important uh, as a as a cultural lighthouse in, in this era. I have a great many uh, arguments that I would like to have with Peterson. I do think he's wrong about some meaningful ways, but he's pointed out so much. And, and, and much of what his work is, at least when he's speaking, is a, a demystifying and rehashing of Carl Jung, who I'm not overly familiar with, but just as you dip in, as you dip your toes into an investigating Carl Jung, you, if you're familiar with, with Jordan Peterson, you see just how, how influenced Peterson is because just even the, the themes of Jung's writings come out in Peterson's speeches very simply. And, and this is bound to happen when the, the core message that really needs to be delivered finds the tongue of, of a conduit person who who can deliver the message, and that is what Jordan Peterson is doing. And, and and for me, one of those central messages is we have lost our common sense of of uh, story. We've lost our common narratives. We don't have unifying symbols and um, sets of ideas that really join us anymore. And this is what most of Carl Jung's work was. Uh, and it involved examining what the um, the sort of religious mind, you know, as he thought of it, symbolic mind was trying to do during the 20th century as it as it began to lack the religion that had had led us up to this point, and and how the some parts of the Enlightenment, as it's called, uh, which definitely are, are valuable, but some you know some parts, but some other parts of the Enlightenment had, or maybe consequences of the good parts, you know, the parts that I value, maybe maybe some bad side effects had stripped us um, of the the of the ability to 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 integrate our whole mind, our, our our whole self, and I shouldn't say that that anything stripped us. It, it's very simple to fail to integrate an entire philosophy. It's you know so even when that philosophy is laid out rather neatly, so it's very simple and easy to fail to integrate uh, a new and and useful. And, and good and true idea with the rest of one's psyche and the rest of one's philosophies because you have one. It's inescapable. You have a philosophy. No matter what you th- may think, you, you do have one. And, but it's very easy to not get it right and and to throw yourself, your your whole mind, out of balance. And and so I'm, I'm putting a, you know, a, a um, that is that is my quick summary 
of the uh, of Jung's um, main assertion and and the, and the gist of his work. I apologize to all the people who are actually read up on Jung. Hopefully, that is not too offensive. When it comes to Jordan Peterson, uh, there are some some really big ideas and that I that I that keep coming to mind and they, they, they come out of him and related to his work in transcribing the psychological reasons for our religious stories across time. He talks about Jesus Christ as the meta-hero, as his attempt to to, at least in Peterson's words, put all the things, you, know, you looked at all the things that make a hero in, in, in myths across time, and, and, you, and, you, and you come up with the essentials of those heroes the, that they all have in common, and that are the essence of what it means to be a hero. And, and, and so that's really what Jesus, that's really what his character is about. That's what his whole story arc is about. And, and, and so, again, that's, that's the meta-hero. That's, what is the thing that unifies all heroes? Okay, we're going to write a story about that hero who embodies that to the... And it's, it's, all, it's very raw when you look at the New Testament, um, the, the story of Jesus' life. It's a, it's a pretty raw... Um, how shall I put this? It's a very qu- quick and dirty... Um, narrative of embodying that 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 gives shape to these characteristics, which point that which Peterson points out. And what are these? He says he speaks the truth, and he carries his sacrifice. He bears his sacrifice, and this is very interesting. It you know it's it just hits you right in the face if when you think about it this way. It's like the whole point from a metaphorical analysis of Jesus' life, the whole, the plot of his life, because, you know, there's other stories along the way, right? Water into wine and, 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 and the many other stories as, as he's coming into, you know, the height of his life. But the, the plot really revolves around him speaking truth and then carrying his sacrifice. What is, and what is his sacrifice? It's his very own life. And and it's exactly the sort of way that we think. You know, it's it's embodied in in the sort of way uh, or sorts of ways, for that matter, that we think about the word sacrifice. He's the lamb. You know, he's going to be cut up and bleeding to death as a sacrifice. And also, we think of sacrifice. The, in, in common parlance, sacrifice. To speak of sacrifice is to speak of what. It's it's it, we're you're speaking of pain in a lot of cases. You're saying I'm going to do the thing that I don't want to do. Well, the last thing that anyone wants to do is literally carry the tool of their own murder and die. You know, and sub- submit to being killed for speaking the truth. And that's exactly what Jesus does. He, you know, he puts, you know, he's he's beaten and and crowned, and then carries this cross. Peterson says, "Carry your damn sacrifice." He's literally carrying the the means of his sacrifice, and that's a 
that is a kind of abrupt introduction to the sort of inquiries that Jordan Peterson does. You know, it's almost the height of of what he has tried to offer. Now, I think that one, Peterson's explanation, and two, a just a revisiting of the story and 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 a with a commitment to read it metaphorically in, in that way is really powerful. This is what so many people in a very non-intellectual fashion have tried to say to their children, to their grandchildren, to any person who struggled to make sense of life. They were they were trying to get across the point of Jesus' story, but they all came up very short because when we, well, it's first of all, it's never been taught that way to them. It's never been taught by anyone but Jordan Peterson, as far as I know. And, and conversely, it's been taught as literal history with very little analysis from my experience, very little analysis uh, that would lend to how this is a lesson, to how this is an example to be followed. It, it doesn't, you know, in whatever you want to call it, 10, 12 years of Catholic schooling or, or weekend catechism, there was really nothing on close to on par with grasping just the, the real actual essence of the story. Tell the truth. Tell the truth. It's going to cost you. People are going to ostracize you. And the people who can't manage to ignore you and and need to get angry about the truth that you're speaking, you know what they're going to do? They're going to get mad and they're going to come after you and it's going to kill you. It's it's going to it's going to take you out one way or another. It's going to wear you thin. It's going to get to be where maybe you don't want to tell the truth anymore. It's going to get to be where maybe you think you have to leave your homeland. It's going to get to be where people call you threat because you speak the truth, because you're being honest. Never never mind truth. How about truthful? How about honest? Not just about like, oh, this is how I spent my day, hun, and, and here it is verbatim. I'm talking about honest as in I'm going to actually pay attention, and then I'm going to state my observations like, like I have a mind to d- observe with and to make summations about events and and to have my own opinions with i'm going to speak honestly and openly truthfully and more than speak act in accordance that part is the latter carry your damn sacrifice i i include the word damn uh, um just because of jordan that's jordan peterson's uh, inflection there and 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 well it's hard to argue that it's inappropriate you carry your sacrifice because there's there's no way around it truly there is no, there's no way around it. Because if you try to avoid it, if you try to go around the necessity of bearing your sacrifice, as it's put, I'm, I'm, I'm not a fan of that, that language, sacrifice, self-sacrifice. I'm not, I'm not a fan of that language, but I have to use it in this case because it's, it's Jordan Peterson vocab here. So if you try to avoid it, what you will find is only misery. There will be a tension in your life. Pardon me, tension as intense. There will be a tension in your life forever. And and of course, I'm, I'm talking about an important thing, an important thing that must be dealt with. 
if you try to avoid it, it's it's going to haunt you. And and it's going to haunt you in ways that you're not going to be perceptive of. Not not just not just in in conscious regret, but it it will it will kind of hunt you down. And and this is a whole other topic that that Peterson gets into uh, in in sort of an unrelated um, speech. But you have to bear your sacrifice. And, and that's how you put the world together. The, the thing about Jesus is, you know, ultimately what is he supposed to fulfill is this need to open heaven again. He's supposed to make possible eternal life for all the souls, you know, on earth and that have been on earth. And... You know, or, and, and not just eternal life, but paradise, a, a glorious eternal existence. And, and I think that if we're, you know, then we, we follow that metaphor back to earth, you know, what does that say? What, what does the demand for the, the meta hero to speak truthfully? And, and carry the things that are hard to carry and the things that are going to wear you down or, or at least might wear you down. What does it say that if that's what the metahero is supposed to do, that that's supposed to unlock eternal paradise for humanity? And, uh, you know, I only wish, I, I, I haven't caught any clips of Peterson saying that. So as far as I know, that, that last part is my own inquiry. It's, it's, it's actually kind of a demand. <laughs> For God's sake, will you please ask yourself the question? What could you accomplish? What could you do? Peterson talks about, you know, pe people have asked Peterson, well, you know, what about resurrection you know, from, from death, bodily resurrection from death? People have tried to ask Peterson many times over the years whether or not he believes in God. And I think overwhelmingly that that question's couched as in the God of Abraham, because most of his work revolves around the Bible. And so, you know, he's at least entertained, I don't know if I've seen him directly questioned over the matter of the resurrection, and his his response is similar to the questions I just asked. What, what, what could be possible? You know, what, what, what could be possible for a person who is perfect? Could, could they? Could they maintain a 
hold on their failing body as it becomes a, a corpse and reverse the process of death? That's the question, you know, that, that that's basically the question that, that Peterson asks is like, hey, you know, it's an interesting story, but what if it's possible? What if it's not just metaphor? That's a, it's a very different take on just the question of whether or not you believe um, in God, G-O-D, capital G. The, the take, you know, going straight to the resurrection is, is, a, is a much more compelling question. Um, especially if you ask it irrespective and perhaps before asking, do you believe in God? Because an affirmative to the latter question might be used as a reasoning for an affirmative to the former. If you ask it irrespectively, especially without bringing the God into the uh, front of conversation, I think it's, it's a far more compelling question to be answered honestly. That is neither hither nor thither of the point that, that, I, that I wanted to get across in this episode, which is that isn't there quite a lot of value in, in analyzing our texts this way? Uh, our, you know, our great literature really piercing into the meaning that is mapped out in these, in these works. What are they trying to tell us from across time? And secondly, I wanted to drive home the, the idea that this, you know, again, it's, in Peterson's words, that the, the Bible is, is more or less the, the front it's it's the it's the the cultural artifact of of Western history of Western civilization. It is he he says that it's basically this apex um, from that 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 pushes us across to millennia and and leads toward the ideas about individual freedom and in in, in the sanctity of every individual. And I think I think that there's good argument to be made there that that is the case. And with that in mind, what does it tell us? What does it tell us that the hero of the book, not, not just all, you know, of, of the New Testament, not, not just in, of his own story, but the whole book, the whole Bible, the hero, the thing that that's supposed to lead toward, all the other books are supposed to, to build toward as the story goes. He's the hero. Jesus is the hero. He's the climax of the entire Bible, as far as as far as I'm concerned. What is he supposed to mean? And you must, and you must engage with art in this fashion. It's it's kind of lost. It's uh, it's the sort of thing I've only really witnessed in a grade school classroom just one time. I had to travel. <laughs> I had to you know I had to take a plane to go to visit a school where I could see a teacher having a meaningful exchange about 
meaning with the seventh or eighth grade classroom, meaning in in literature that is, and and oh what you know just what a richer life one gets to live if you do just that because and it's not just about richness directly experienced from a book but richness downstream from letting that book be a light on your life. So there you have it. The the fundamental essential archetype of the Western tradition, its hero, it speaks the truth and carries the burden of living that is guaranteed to happen. It's guaranteed to happen to someone. And that's another thing is that a lot of people stand back. They step back and wait for someone else to carry the, the, the burden. The hero is the one who says, I'm carrying the burden. And I'm going to carry this burden because I, I am not willing to live on this earth while the thing that needs to be done is not done. And, and he does it on his own, if necessary. He does it while others stand back. That's the difference between heroes and quote-unquote everyday people in different contexts. The hero is the person who does not stand back. Even, even if he stands back initially, the hero is the one who carries the burden of living. It will always come up. You can't just pay for all your problems to disappear. There, there, there flies up another idea for an episode. Um, I need to let it go. Can't include it here. And finally, my own spin. Peterson brings us a meaningful, a very significant explanation of Jesus Christ as the meta-hero, the, the one who speaks the truth and carries his sacrifice. We live in a time when we're told to expect the Antichrist, and a lot of people anticipate that this is a figure who will appear in a singular form, such as in recent times, Obama or Trump or Macron. I've, in the last couple of years, heard all of those persons referenced as the manifestation of the Antichrist, but I offer up a more challenging inquiry. If you look to your left, and you look to your right, and you don't see the Antichrist, maybe you should ask, have I been speaking the truth? Have I been speaking with meaning? Have I been saying the important things? Have I been honest with myself? Have I been acting forthrightly according to my proclaimed desire for a harmonious life with others? Am I carrying my sacrifice? 
if there's a burden to be carried by more than just me? Am I carrying it? I think that the, the personal take on my sacrifice, thinking of it that way, is that we we all do have one or two or three things that are, are going to dig into our skin. And and they're very much our own battles. And we either carry that cross up the hill on the way to paradise or we have everything bad in our life that could come from ignoring that up there ignoring our desire to win that battle to reach paradise we'll have everything bad the equivalent of of thorns and whips but none of the good and as peterson says and you'll know that you let yourself down that you didn't try yes I've come to think of the Antichrist as mirrored opposite of Peterson's Christ the Antichrist being the one who does not speak the truth And eventually, yielding from truth becomes a language of lies only. So one who does not speak the truth and does not carry and sacrifice. And I know that I feel, but I can't help but look around and think, oh, the Antichrist can't, can't be in just one manifestation. I hope that if by some strange, strange chance that you have made it to the end of this episode, that I've provided you with a useful point of reference for your life, for taking on your sovereignty, your responsibility for your own life, and finding the power within yourself to speak truthfully and carry your sacrifice. Thank you for your time, your attention. Farewell.